Thank you for listening to the program. In Psalms 91, as well as 31, King David wrote the words that I'm sure we all know. Thou art my rock and my fortress and my refuge and my fortress. All those things. I was being given information or talking with someone about Masada and what is that word? Where does it come from? Well, it's Hebrew and it means fortress. And in fact, that is the word here. And it means uh, exactly what Masada was. I knew a little about it, but I don't know much about anything. But it was really fascinating how that, that fortress up high on a cliff and a rock almost unattainable except by one or so ways, and it was almost a perfect fortress and had been used and was being used by the Jewish people at that time, but in in past times, who knows uh, how it had been used. But it was a, a, a really, a, a, I don't know, a phenomena to me. But I, what it took two, at least two years for the Roman army to, uh, to, to get in there. And there was a, a thousand or more or less Jewish people there. And if there was anything ever done for the sake of it, it was that. They, they had already conquered the Jewish people, the nation or whatever. The, it was just, if it had been two people, I guess they would have thought they had to, and they finally did break through. But the fortress that he is for us, I just wanted to, to look at that for a moment. Uh, that's not able to be broke into. So we would say then, if we do that, because he says, those that trust in God, he will cover you, this and that. Uh, he that dwells and abides under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwells in the secret place. It's something we choose to do. So when you're in him, the Lord, as a fortress, no one can come against you. But how it happens, in my understanding, is we choose somehow, in so many ways there would be, but we choose to go outside of that fortress. And that's what the letters are in, about in Revelation where the Lord saying to the church, come back with me and have fellowship and eat with me. And when we are abiding in the secret place of the Most High, then that's him in uh, every way. And so Paul said, uh, we're not ignorant of the devices of Satan. And that was simply to the people at, in the church of, of Corinth there about that they wouldn't fully forgive a man who had done uh, apparently horrible things, but they wouldn't fully forgive him. And he said it was writing to He said, I, I'm not ignorant, and neither are you about the, the devices of Satan, and that is to just get his foot in the door toward there's resentment and unforgiveness there. 
they had accepted the man, but apparently not completely. There was still a problem, and I think we would all understand that. But to be with him, right with him, and abide in his love, that's what he is the Most High. He is the Lord, and he said, abide in my love. That's when I live in you, and that was just days away, but it is certainly true now. And that is the fortress, I believe, is like he said in John, um, my father, if a man love me, uh, my father and I, we will come to him and make our abode. That's the word that they unfortunately translate as mansion. It just means a living place, a place to be. Well, what, what are they building in our heart? <laughs> it's they're there though that's being born again of the spirit of god comes in to you like paul said don't you know your body is the temple of the spirit don't you know you are and that's profound in the fact that he comes into our spirit and gives us his heart his spirit a new nature and like john said the person that's born again that new creature cannot sin so if we do, then Satan doesn't break in to, to the fortress. There's no way. But we, like whether it's Adam and Eve or us today, I know fully a lot about that, is you, I don't know what it is. I, I really don't. It's like handling the Word of God deceitfully in your own mind. You say, well, it says that, but if I do this and I have it, and somehow you justify it. I know we we do kind of or it would be hard just outright cold and hard. Oh, I know I'm wrong 100%, but here we go. Well, no, generally speaking, at least talk about unforgiveness. That's the the issue. Cuz James said if you love your fellow man as yourself or your believer, well, you've kept the law. So in that way then love obviously is that and trusting in God, if you trust in someone with all your heart, you're going to love them with all your heart. But Adam and Eve, or us today, it's so easy not to sometimes. And then, I, in my mind, we open the door and let ourselves out. No one, he said, you're my, my hand, no one can take you from me. So there's two aspects maybe of, of, of being in the fortress of God. And that is what I believe is once you're, he belongs in, or he's in your heart and you belong to him and he, you're born again, there is no undoing that. I believe that with a hundred percent of my confidence that, that that's true. And so in that way, he's your fortress, but in the way of fellowship, and him saying, we will make our home, our place of abiding in you. Now you abide in us when that happens. And it was there again, like he told the woman, the time is, is coming and now is. Well, you just have to understand how he meant that. And the hour there, that phrase can certainly is more than or can be 60 minutes or, or the whole day or the, just that time. But uh, the, the fortress that we go to, like Masada, it, it, it had a, uh, although it be, it was hard to almost 
undefeatable, almost, but not quite. But God is not that way. So Paul says in Hebrews, let us enter into that rest. And the word that's, that Masada comes from the Hebrew actually means uh, defense, all right. But it, it, in the same way, if you think about it, and well, it, it means a trap or, or a trap that the animal cannot get out of. Well, see, Masada, when they locked down, they couldn't get out of there. The Romans uh, built a wall around the whole mountain to make sure that if any did try to leave, they would kill them. That's what I mean, how bad it can be. But they were trapped, but they put themselves in that trap. So the fortress that the Lord is, like Paul talked about it um, in, well, in Hebrews as well. He says, let us labor to enter in to that rest, that fortress, because uh, we should come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need, the time of need to come back into that fortress. That's like the Lord said, darkness, unforgiveness, I can't be one with that. And that's what he said. If you come to me to pray or for whatever it might be or, or, or not or what, uh, then and you have unforgiveness towards one uh, person, take care of that uh, and then come back to me. So he lives in our hearts. So Paul's talking about, let us therefore come to him in there where that's the spirit, the comforter. He said, I will send the comforter. I'll pray the Father. He'll send the comforter. I will come to you. Well, it's in the Spirit. So that, so come to that place there where the Father and the Son and the Spirit are in your heart, if you're a believer, when, and that's what it is, to obtain mercy and find grace, forgiveness, and come back into fellowship with Him. And so being in that fortress truly is... Uh, our choice, I believe, and Satan cannot touch us there. We have to somehow <laughs> lend an ear or just give him the time and somehow, not as a person, we don't think of it, but as a sin, well, just can't help it. I used to think that about unforgiveness. I just can't do it. Not for everybody. How do you live that way? Well, I understand now I'd say the opposite is, well, how do you not know that? How can you not try to live that way? But in Revelation, at the end of it all, John said, uh, temple, see, he, he is the temple. The, the, and it says, I saw no temple in the new city, Jerusalem, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. So they've built, as it were, a holy place in us. So Paul said, let us draw near to that and hold fast that the word means that too it it's steady it's fast it's made sure it's a trap you can't uh, get in or out and that's but you can leave and god you know <laughs> the men drinking and getting drunk at the lord's table i don't know he did take their life but as it were I, you can go out but he's crying for us to come back to him as believers and be in fellowship with him and have a good heart 
provoke each other, provoke, I don't know, consider one another unto love and good works that come from that love and exhort each other, talk about it. Because if we don't, then when we stand before him, which is inevitable for all of us, I think it won't be punishment so-called. It'll be like showing us, just imagine what you could have had a place with me, in me, right there, right down from the front of the table, and now you have to sit on down there. And uh, it, it'll be a, a frightful thing at the moment. Uh, it's, it's what Paul said, don't you know all of us stand before him and judged of him? And that'll be the judgment is when was your heart right and when was it not? And then depending on that then is our place and how much we have. And I know for sure, uh, even if I live to be 80 by strength, that's not but seven years for me. And, well, yeah, you could do a lot with that if I do. But I know that so many years were uh, maybe, in my mind, somehow good enough to maybe earn a little bit of reward. But like Paul said, no, that's just simply not true. There is no profit in even being a great preacher, understanding all mysteries, have great faith. If you don't have the love that he describes, and that's divine love, forgiveness for all, and no unforgiveness towards you, you have no profit. You're just noise, tinkling tin can, just noise. And I, I didn't, that's what he said. And he said, and the Lord did say that same thing. And he told Paul and made sure he understood it clearly. And that's what his message was to all the churches then or now is come to him and, and as your fortress and lay aside all the, the sin that so easily besets us. Lay it aside and come to him. And we don't have to leave. We don't have to, but if we do, Evil is waiting for us. And like it says, he roared like a roaring lion looking for whom he can get a hold of and devour. That's when you on your own have become, it's, it's a really a frightening thing. And all that to say, when the Lord see what, when he said about Laodicea, you think you can see. You really think you're walking in the light. And he warned us against that. Beware, beware. You'll think that, but it won't be true, possibly. And so the Laodicean, he saw it as the church not. And he said, though you think you can see, but you're blind, destitute, or naked, and you think you can see, have money, and have white clothing. But you have to come to me to buy white clothing that will come through the fire. So... He is our fortress, and that fortress is in us. And Satan cannot, he can lure us or tempt us, but by no means make us decide to leave that fortress. The Lord is there with open arms waiting for us. So... I, I don't know, it meant a little more to me when I read that now, is he is my fortress. In him I'll put my trust and I'll abide in 
his shadow under him, the Most High. Our fortress, we have that opportunity. It's as simple as that. Thank you for listening to the program.